Hello, everybody. My name is Garrett. This is Jabin. With Cross Country Comets, and we are super excited to get this second episode out because the first one went really well. Um, yeah, it really did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got, we got. Uh, I believe uh, seven new subscribers on on YouTube alone, and then I checked on our RSS podcast feed, and we actually have people from like uh, from kind of like pockets of around the country too. It was weird. I was like, wow. wow. So yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, anyone who's watching or listening. Um, yes, sir. We are going to, you know, keep this going. Um, I think we agreed on every Sunday. Um, yep. Every Sunday we'll have an episode coming out. So, super excited for this. Um, we're going to do today a little bit differently than we did last time. So, last time we mostly focused on, like, two separate subjects of, like, a video game thing and uh, The Last of Us, which... Again, we are very much into. But today, we are going to change things up a little bit. Jabin, if you want to explain what we're doing. Yes, sir. So basically what we're doing is we're going to do one uh, gaming news interest, like a big thing going on. And after we do that, then we want to do one personal interest that isn't like out there in in the news per se, but just personal stuff that we like in terms of our, our views on a certain uh, on a certain um entertainment like for example gaming like i might pick out a game that not a lot of people hear about that i really want to talk about stuff like that but our first thing main thing is going to be what's going on gaming news or entertainment news now so so yeah it's gonna be like a little gaming news uh, kind of thing and then personal interest after so yeah what we're doing today um that's that's kind of how we're gonna um format the episodes from now on unless there's like something really big that happens obviously we'll cover it but um, so today what we're going to do, and I'll go ahead and introduce the first topic. Or actually, you know what? I'll let you introduce first topic. I want to do the second one. You can go ahead. Me? Yeah. Me first topic? <laughs> <laughs> I, I never started anything. Okay. Uh, if I'm being honest, I forgot what the first topic Okay, okay, I'll go. <laughs> like we said, guys, this, this isn't scripted. We talk about, hey, let's talk about this. And then we hit record. So we... <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you okay, got it. I remember. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay, I remember. I promise. Okay. Okay, so, uh, so there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of remakes, remasters going on, um, specifically in the um, uh, since the 2020 era all the way up to now, uh, around so. Um, so I was thinking that we can pick out, uh, different games that we saw that got remastered or remade, and then we can basically, like, rate them how good they were the, originally, and how they're better or not better now. Yeah, so, so... I was thinking, if you had a game in mind, shout out the first game, and we can dissect that. Okay, yeah, so we'll do a couple of games, um, I think maybe I'll try and pick a few good ones and a few not-so-good ones, but, um... Yeah. So the first one I'm going to start with is actually, um, I ended up streaming it a while ago. Uh, and when I say a while ago, I mean, it's probably two or three years ago, give or take. But it was yeah. um, the Resident Evil 2 remake. So Oh, shoot. Yeah. So when it comes to that one, I I never played the original. I had never been a Resident Evil fan. Um, okay. So I never played... I, I actually still have never played Resident Evil 4. 
I know that's the big one, but I still have never played. Yeah. I haven't either. So I, uh, the first Resident Evil I ever played was seven, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Once they changed the format a little bit first person, that's the first time I ever played a Resident Evil game. And then I saw two was coming out. I was like, ah, I kind of like that style. That's, you know, third person scavenging for stuff. So I remember starting that game up and immediately the zombies, I, I watched a comparison video and the zombies and the graphic comparison is like, obviously it's from a different era of games, but oh my gosh, it is terrifying. Yeah, the, I de- definitely one thing I can definitely give to Resident, uh, Resident Evil franchise overall, because I played my first Resident, Resident Evil game was Resident Evil 6. Um, after I saw that game, that completely terrified me. Just mostly, not even just because of the zombies, but just the um, the overall atmosphere and just the details of just the whole environment was creepy. Was creeping me out. So ever since then, I was like, oh, okay, I understand why people actually, you know, play these games and why they keep remaking, uh, remastering them and constantly like that. So yeah, my my first one was six, and after that, I was like, oh my god, like I need to chill out. yeah no it's it's real because i mean the game was freaky but overall like like, the the atmosphere was creepy but yeah the further you got into it i was like oh maybe you know the creepiness factor is starting to go down because every time i saw a zombie after i was in the the police department for a little bit i was like ah you know it still looks great um, and it's still a little creepy. Also, I must shout out the first cutscene in that game with the burger and the guy eating it. That I thought it was real for a second. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. But um. Yeah, they did really good. Yeah. So, um, I was like, you know, maybe the creepy factor is starting to go down a little bit. And then the moment Mister X popped through that helicopter, I think, gosh, I think someone clipped it. I don't remember, but there was that one point where. I was coming around the corner after I knew he was already coming after me. I came around the corner. I was like, oh, he's way behind me. No, he came around the corner and grabbed me. And I let out like this. <gasps> like, it scared me so bad. And it. See, I, I missed that stream. I that, That's probably the one stream that I should have went to. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I missed that one. That was a while back, too. It was. It was a couple years back. But the game yeah. overall, the mechanics are great. The graphics are just ridiculous. Um, I mean, just the quality of the game. I obviously can't compare it to the original because I never played it. But I would put that in like my top 10 experiences. Maybe not my top 10 games of all time. Uh, it's a possibility, but I haven't really made that list. But top ten experiences of a brand new game, I would say. I'm letting you know right now, the way Resident Evil Two looked like uh, with when it first basically came out. Think of think of your whole experience with that game. Now make it look like it was made for PlayStation Two. Mm, okay. That's basically how it looked like. Literally, like no shading, kind of like basic, you know, kind of like um that basic like a uh, face for like a man and then a basic face for a woman. They all kind of look the same. Yeah. And then they do have the same clothes on, but obviously it looks kind of blocky. That's basically how it looked. 
So I think they didn't really change anything in terms of like story that, but they just kind of built it from the ground back up mm. and try to just have that same, um, that same aura of the gameplay and then just give it to players who, you know, are newer to the franchise or whatever. So that they, it, once you look at the difference, it's like a huge difference, like huge. It's crazy. Okay. So it, it, yeah. it's, it's definitely something to look at. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that. So I I would give that game, if I were to rate that game, I would give it a 9.5 out of 10. And the reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because I never played the original. So it doesn't, I think that nostalgia factor would have added that 0.5. I loved the game, but there was a couple parts I got stuck on. And I mean, that's my fault, not the game's fault. But for my personal experience, 9.5. I loved it. Uh, well, the, the Resident Evil 2, that's not surprising because the actual Resident Evil 2 remake of the game, uh, it got a 10 out of 10 on Steam. It got a 9 out of 10 on IGN. And it got a 4.7 out of 5 at GameStop. And wow. uh, out of uh, all the Google users that reviewed the game, it got a 96%. So it's pretty up there when it comes to being uh, like remakes being like the the one of the top remakes so yeah absolutely definitely definitely in the top top uh 10 okay yeah no it's oh man it was so good okay my game out of the way 9.5 your game okay so i know we already talked about this topic yesterday but i i have to talk about it just because it's it got built from the ground up and it i do have some stuff to talk about it the the they renamed it the last of us part one Mm, okay and 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 here's and here's what i have to say about it the the first last of us that came out in 2013 obviously at that time that was like whoa whoa that was cool um once the once they remastered it for the ps4 that was like mind-boggling like like you can tell like they made like a lot of like big uh graphic changes mm-hmm. uh you can even see like their faces more like you like you drills a little more beat up etc and i would and that remastered version of the game lasted for years without needing it to be touched mm-hmm. even after the last of us part two came out people were looking at the first one still uh saying that that's uh better than the second one mostly because of the story yeah but then Neil Druckmann decided to decided to reach down into into The Last of Us, the original, one more time and try to give it to the PS5 and PC users and, you know, listed it at 70 bucks. And it has no multiplayer <laughs> like, like the, the original Last of Us did. The only thing that, that, that they did that uh, that is really fantastic is that they made them look way more realistic like they actually do look like uh, actual like people to where they can jump out of the screen and they'll look like them like in real life so they did really good graphics wise but that's the only thing major thing that they changed they didn't enhance the gameplay like to make it more like the last of us part 2 because the last of us part 2 had amazing gameplay i played it it was amazing the story was crap 
but the the gameplay it was great the way you can dodge the way you can slip through cracks while you're in the heat of battle the way um just just the overall combat and the way you maneuver is so much more agile than the first game and everybody when everybody was hearing about the remake everybody thought that it was going to be way more like the last of us part two gameplay wise it's the exact same thing so my thing is if you're going to make a remake not a remaster a remake of something to where you have to go to the ground up we need to see like huge changes not just the look of it but how you play you want to add uh something new you want to be innovative if you're gonna you know slap another 70 dollar sticker on it you know what i mean so yeah you you go ahead with what you think about it and i'm gonna get my rating on it okay so i will say i will put this out there i still have not played last of us part two Okay. Um, so I, I don't have any opinion on that because I haven't played it. Um, I know a vital point in the story, which kind of made me not want to play it, but um, yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, I do. Um, as far as like the remaster goes, or the remake, rather, I think, I think it was a strategic move because they did just release the show and they said sales in The Last of Us as a general game went up like 330%, I think I saw, after the show came out, which is to be expected. Yeah. But I mean, at that same time, it's it's a cash grab. It's a great game. Like you said, it looks amazing. But it's kind of the same concept that they're running with Skyrim and that they're yes. running with, um, I mean, even a little bit Fallout-ish. It's not a remake every Fallout game. But ever since Fallout um, 4, I mean, because there was 4 and then there was 76, they have not done too, too much with the game engine as far as upgrading it to make it look like way better since like Fallout 3 in New Vegas. They have upgraded it a little, but like facial animation, stuff like that. There's work put into the game, but there's... And, and I'm not bagging on Fallout. Fallout is one of my favorite series of all time. But yeah. I am tired of games going, here's a remake. Here's a re-release. And it's like, this is the same game with slightly better shaders for another $60. Or in this case, $70. And I don't know, it just blows my mind. It's like, okay... You know, if you, uh, I will give Skyrim props for one thing. I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but oh, Skyrim, I rambled. <laughs> I will say I will give Skyrim props for one thing. They, I think, if you own Skyrim before a digital version, you could upgrade to the new version with the new shaders and yada yada yada. You could upgrade to that for like twenty bucks. That so is that's that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's and, cool. That is how you do a remake or a re-release or an upgrade or whatever. Is you go, okay, you have the game. Now just pay this little bit to bump it up to look way better. Um, or like you said, if they completely redid the combat and you know made it more fluid and stuff like that, then okay, that may be worth a bit more of a price tag. But considering it's the exact same game, 
it I can see your disappointment. Yeah. And and like one thing that a lot of people were expecting too is like at least add the multiplayer back. You know what I mean? Cuz mm-hmm. cuz if I'm being honest, I just got back into the multiplayer of the original Last of Us and it's so fun. Oh my it goodness. Is. It actually got addicting to where I needed to chill out. So <laughs> So like, but right there, that could have been a fantastic cash grab, you know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? To get, maybe make that like a DLC kind of thing or like make people like, like you said, just make like the last of us part one for, uh, uh, for owners already of the original game, make that like, like 30 or 40 bucks and then just pay a little extra for the multiplayer version and then boom, there you go. And then they'll get a whole bunch of money for that. But yeah, they literally did nothing but just make it look better, and it it kind of it kind of brought down the the hype that I had for it. Like saying, "Oh my God, I can't wait to make it see make it look better. I can't wait to see how they enhanced it." So I'm literally like not even thinking in my mind about buying that, and just keep going with my remastered version for the PS4. So my my rating for the OG obviously ten out of ten. Yeah. You, you you can't beat it um for for the new version of the last of us and that's including like you know all the extra stuff that's into it i'm gonna give it it's it's still fantastic like i can't like dog on it for not looking for for looking horrible because it doesn't so i'm probably gonna have to give it like a 7.7 just okay. because i just the thought of knowing that they could have done more if they're gonna remake it they could have done more, especially with the time frame that they had. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I needed something a little more innovative if you're gonna, you know, change the title and and you know, keep pushing people like, hey, it's different now. Yeah. So. Also, while you were talking, I am going to apologize because I tried to pull up my list that I had of the remastered games, and it pulled up in front of your camera. So <laughs> for, yeah. any, for anyone watching on YouTube. That's my bad. <laughs> it, it pulled up in front of his camera. That's what that. Oh, that's was. great. I was looking at it and I was like, "Oh, that's on the wrong screen." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. They can actually see other remakes and remasters for themselves. True, true. But um, no, yeah, I, I can see your your gripe with it at, at seven point seven. You know, still a great game, but just not yeah. worth the price tag at that point. Exactly. So just you know. And you hey. can get the OG game for like five bucks now. Oh yeah! If you have a PS3, five bucks. If you have a PS4, it's like ten. Yeah. And it still plays the same and looks great. So. And it's still free if you have the PlayStation Plus subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like. So, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But. Nah. Ah, jeez. Um. Let's see. I actually was going to bring up like um skyrim remastered and all that i'm not gonna go into that since we kind of covered it already um yeah i am gonna bring up another one that i have only played a little bit of but Mm -hmm. loved it because it was part of my childhood um and that is going to be the spyro reignited trilogy oh my goodness i haven't played spyro in so long yeah so Spyro, I believe it was Spyro 2 on the PS2. If I'm remembering correctly, it was Spyro 2. And this uh, is before I knew how to video game. <laughs> this is when yeah. I would play Lego Star Wars and I would just jump around in the cantina the whole game. 
Like, this is yeah. before I knew how to do it. So I just remember in Spyro, I think I beat it once, but like it took me such a long time and I would just mess around in the main home area. I, I would just fly around with Spyro in the main home area all the time. I specifically remember that as a kid, but now going back and I was like, gosh, uh, maybe like 10 nine or 10 maybe um and going back to it i mean the graphics look incredible that's the first thing is they made it look so much more cartoony in a good way because oh really yeah, yeah that's better because i mean you're not supposed to make spyro look real that would look mm. terrifying so yeah. <laughs> spyro is a cartoony game just like the crash bandicoot series um, exactly. So it's supposed to look cartoony, but instead of like the blocky, pixelated cartoony like it was, they made it look like it could be. If the, if they made all the cutscenes into a movie, it could go on Cartoon Network. Like it's um, and I mean, there's not really cutscenes, quote unquote. There's a few from what I remember, but like if you just took the little bits of it, it looks awesome. And as far as I remember. It's been a long time since I played it, but they added mechanics, they added um, more dialogue and all this stuff, and it just felt so good because it was a faithful recreation of, okay, here is what you did as a kid, and you loved it, and it was great. Now, do the same thing as an adult and have that nostalgia trip, but it's also a little more challenging. Yeah. I, oh my God. Gosh, I loved Spyro. I I think I only ever played the second one as a kid. Um, and yeah. I think I got through the first and second. I didn't play the third yet, the remastered. But it was so good from what I played. Yeah, I I I just searched it up and I was looking at the pictures of it. And when you were describing how the uh, OG one was and how it is now, they really did really like really good with the art style. Like it really does. What's what's cool about it? is on top of what you were saying it looks just like the way we pictured it back then mm-hmm. if that makes sense like that's exactly how we imagined it yep you know what i mean and and that's why i also like the actually one another good uh, t- uh game that's just like this are like you said crash bandicoot those re- those remasters are gold the insane trilogy yeah though they are i played through it gold it was uh it, it was it was just amazing mm-hmm. yeah de- definitely spyro it it's really up there and again the the ratings for a murder nine out of ten on steam and 4.8 out of five on at best buy and google people said 95 percent. so well, what's yeah. your rating when it comes to the spyro again i haven't played all three of them but when it comes to like the looks and the feel and the play i mean it's not like it's getting like my favorite game of all time but the fact that it gave me a nostalgia trip and the fact that it plays and controls great most of the time, at least, um, yeah. I would give it like an 8.6. Yeah, it was it was really, really good. Just solid fun and nostalgia. Yeah. So I oh, man, I enjoyed that so much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. And, and the reason why it looks so good is because it's. The the newest one, uh, the, I think they redid it for the Reignited trilogy. It's on Unreal Engine five now. 
Ah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so they're going to go crazy when it comes to, you know, um, making it look very cartoony and doing as much detail on that genre as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Do you have a, a second game? Uh, oh, I do. Okay, so I know you haven't. I'm not sure if you played this or not. But this is actually one of my favorite video game franchises of all time. Thank you, Square Enix. Um, Life is Strange. I have seen a playthrough on it. I haven't played it. Yeah, I I personally love Life is Strange. Mo- uh, mainly the, the original story with uh, Max. Um, when that game came out, that was like a huge thing for teenagers back then, and, and especially, you know, since before our age. I, like you, I only watched like the playthroughs or whatever, and I like the concept of the game to where, wherever, like the butterfly effect. One thing you do here is going to affect another thing here. And my thing is all about time travel, and that's all that this was about. It was about the girl uh, rewinding time and trying to find, uh, trying to save her best friend constantly. Um... Yeah, I love the game. So when I heard that the remastered was coming out, because it came out uh, la- barely last year, um, I bought it. <laughs> um, I was I was excited just to see like ha- the faces have way more um, emotion. Because one thing that people do make fun of it about is that the original game it doesn't have like a lot of emotion in the face, and they talk, walk, and talk like this a lot of the time, like ooh stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So people were seeing, you know, how they were going to enhance the faces. And this is so weird. I never thought I'd feel this way for a remastered game. I like the original better. Really? Yeah, they have the emotional faces. They have the cleaner detail. The hair mechanics are better. Like, that's, that's no question. But for some reason, it didn't capture... That feeling, that look, that even though it looks almost exactly the same, weirdly, it doesn't have that, like, the first game, it doesn't have that grudgy look, uh, look of it that I really admired from the first game, I guess, and it just doesn't look the same, and it just doesn't hit as as well as as the original. Like, I I'm, I tried to, like, beat the remastered version, like, three times, and I'm like... It just doesn't feel the same. And I went back to play the original one because I both. I I went back to play the original one. And I was like, yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. I don't understand what it is. But even I kind of like the like the weird shading that they had in the first game and and whatnot. I guess it's the nostalgia. Just like I like the imperfectness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually don't like that about games. Like I'm unfortunately I'm pretty critical. But for some reason, like, as, as imperfect as that game was, I really loved it. And the remastered version just didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. Because, especially with Life is Strange True Colors, that's the latest uh, Life is Strange game. That had a lot of emotion in people's faces and a lot more, like, agility and movement. Mm-hmm. And I love the game. That's actually one of my favorite games. And then once I heard that they were going to do re- the remastered right after that... I was going crazy, so I thought it was going to have the same mechanics that the True Colors had, mm-hmm. but it was still kind of the same, and it just lost the the look that I loved for the first game. So the first game, all rated, um, it's 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 an imperfect game, but I'll, I'm gonna rate it personally a nine out of ten. 
Okay. I love that game. And then the remastered, I'll give that like a like a eight eight point five, just because okay. like it's still Life is Strange. Like I love it, but it just didn't didn't capture, capture that. Capture. Yeah, it just didn't hit. I can't explain it. It just didn't hit. But but yeah. Okay. And I, I respect that. I respect that. And like I said, I can't give too much input on it because I never played it. Um, just, I mean, I, I like the time travel mechanics of stuff, but it's not really my style of game, I would say. Narrative-driven games are not normally my type of game. So, like, when I say narrative-driven, stuff like The Last of Us is narrative-driven with a lot of, like, third-person shooting and action. When it's, like, narrative-driven, but choices or narrative driven but quick time events not a giant fan of that genre um really how come i don't know it just don't get me wrong the story's great one of i I, little little side note one of my favorite types one of my favorite games in that category is actually called until dawn oh my Um, god that game gave me so much stress Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but I, I love that game. Just, again, this is a side note, but I played that with a couple of my friends at one point. Um, and, oh my gosh, the biggest jump scare in the game was the badger under the kitchen sink in the very beginning. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that got me. But, um, I don't know, it's just, those are the kind of games where I'm like, the story's great, and it can have, you know, fantastic storytelling and graphics and whatever the case might be but i'm like i want to be i don't know i guess it just doesn't entertain me as much if i want to watch something to where i'm not in control of a lot of my actions directly i'll watch a movie or i'll I'll watch a tv show that's kind of you're playing a movie or you're playing a tv show and those things i i guess it just doesn't catch my fancy as much as some other things um, I'm not saying everything has to be Call of Duty because, good lord, don't make that happen. But um, it's, right. but it, it just doesn't capture as much interest as I might have liked. Um, and, and I guess for me, like I like the the reason why I like those narrative type of story games, even if they don't have a lot of action, like Life is Strange, is is mostly just because I like seeing the sociology and the and the psychology of the person playing it. Or the person that I'm affecting while I'm playing them, you mm. know what I mean? Because it weirdly it gives like it gives you the story, and then now you have to uh, write in the written blanks. Mm. And I love being immersed in a story like that, and me actually caring about the story, and also giving me stress because because most of the narrative stories for video games, they often really try to tug at your heartstrings when it comes to making choices. So that's why I constantly love everything that um ah uh, what what is their name? They always make story driven stuff like Minecraft Telltale? Story Mode and Walking Dead. Huh? Telltale? Yes, Telltale. That's why I love Telltale games. Just because I love the stress that, that it gives you when it makes the choice. Uh, when you have to make a choice and you're not sure, because that's kinda like how I feel in real life too. Mm-hmm. And but I have more control when it comes to the game. Um, yeah, it it captures me just because I like seeing how everybody is affected, and I like the uh, and I like the butterfly effect uh, concept 
just because like, yeah, I, I could have done something five years ago to you to where we wouldn't be doing this right now. And it's crazy just, you know, thinking about different, you know, realities that could happen mm-hmm. just based off of just one decision. I, I, I just love that kind of thinking. So I, I'm, I'm all, all for those kind of games. That's, yeah, no, that's fair. I can completely understand that. You know, it's an enjoyable experience. Just, I guess, like I said, it's not my cup of tea, but, um, yeah. So, I, I let, what do you think? One more game each? One to two? Wait, we'll do yours. Yours is the last game because okay. I, I don't have a lot of remastered stuff. Okay. So, um, I will say, ooh. Okay. So, I'm, I'm choosing between two. I will say, um, this conversation was kicked off because Dead Space Remastered just came out, or Remake, the Dead Space Remake, just came out today. Um, that's something I also streamed a while ago. Gosh, I used to stream a lot. Um, but yeah, it, um, I loved that game because I'm not a horror game fan most of the time. But that game was so much fun. So I was watching a little bit of a playthrough of that uh, earlier today. And that, that kind of got me thinking about all this. So I'll either talk about Dead Space or I'll, I'll let you pick. There's a second game that it's not a remake, but it's a continuation of a series. It came out a number of years ago, but it's a continuation of a series that started in the early 2000s. And they made a game for it in 2016 that I really enjoyed. So, do was you want to hear... Was it made in 2004? I can't remember. But, okay, but you got to choose. Dead Space or that one? Okay, let, let's do Dead Space, but before you talk about Dead Space, tell me what, what it was. Ratchet and Clank. Crap! Yeah, let's do Dead Space. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> side note on the Ratchet and Clank, that was one of my, I played all three of the first ones as a kid on PS2. Absolutely yeah. loved all. But, yeah, um, Ra- uh, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter. That was my hmm. PlayStation, most mostly my PlayStation experience. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. The, and the last thing I'll say about that is the second one, uh, Going Commando, was the one I had the most time in. The Space World was my favorite. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Up Your Arsenal was my second favorite. The third one. Fine. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. So anyway, side note. And 2016 was decent. It was. Pre- it, I liked it. It was. It was pretty good, but it wasn't. Like the others anyway yeah so i got it, brought back but it wasn't the greatest yeah i agree but when it comes to dead space um it is the most unique gaming experience i think i've ever had so it um and, and you're kind of coming at this i think you watched me play a little bit of it but i think you're coming at it with the same view that i came at life life is strange with Nothing about Dead Space, if I'm being honest. Like I look, I looked at a picture, and it looks like a freaking celestial from the Marvel <laughs> comics right now. So yeah, I have no clue. So that is the main character's helmet. Just a heads up. Um, okay. His, his name is Isaac. Isaac. Isaac okay. I can't remember his last name. Clark, maybe. But um, so um, basic backstory of the game, just so you have some context. Um, they're going to help another ship in space. They're not answering their comms. They try and dock. Um, it's not... Um, no one's answering. So they go onto the ship. These things called... I believe they're called xenomorphs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, attack and kill a lot of his crew. 
and then uh, you get a thing called a plasma cutter. Basically what this is, it has three dots as the reticle and you can't kill them by shoot by like headshot. It's not your typical, oh, just shoot them in the body a bunch of times or shoot them in the head. They won't die. Yeah. So you have to take off their limbs. And this is sound, this is very grotesque and very is that the word? Very gross. Um Yeah, grotesque. I think that's 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 a good word to use. So if anyone gets a little nauseous hearing this, I apologize. I'm trying not to get too Gory. graphic. Gory. Gory. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Um, Gory. But uh, I'll try not to get too graphic because it's it's a it's a bloody game. Uh, yeah, it's a bloody good game too. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> a bloody right? Um, but I really liked the game because it subverted my expectations because I hated horror games. The only horror game I think I played previously to that was Outlast, and you couldn't fight back in Outlast. So I loved yeah. that game, but I hated the fact that you couldn't fight back. Dead Space yeah. takes that same take on it, except you have other people around you that aren't insane. Um, and the closest thing I would compare it to is Alien Isolation. Um, okay. So there's uh, the laser cutter, forget what it's called, that you have, and you have to take off their limbs to kill them. And there's different types of enemies and everything, but it is such a unique gameplay style. And, um, I mean, I thought it looked decent back then. You know, it looked pretty good, uh, for, yeah. especially for the time that it came out. Um, Definitely. But the gameplay mechanics were so far ahead of its time. Mm. And that is what really captured me. And don't get me wrong, there's a number of jump scares in that game. And not like, oh, cutscene, something pops out. No, like you walk around a corner and this giant thing is looming over you. And it's like, I think I just pooped myself. Um, right. That kind of thing. And so I normally wouldn't like those moments, but there was enough of them to where it freaked me out. But then I could just pull out this big old gun and be like, Barrr! and it was a good balance. It was a really, really good balance between action and oh my gosh i'm shooting everything and horror of this thing looks disgusting it just popped right. out of the vent and now i'm running for my life to find more ammo like yeah it was a really good combination of both so i loved the original one and then i i just watched the first part of a playthrough about a two-hour playthrough um, shout out Jack Septic guy. He's someone I watch quite often. Um, I enjoy his content. Um, but I watched a little bit of his playthrough and just the graphics. Like he did a side by side comparison and oh my gosh, the shading and the everything. I mean the shading, the mechanics, uh there's story elements that weren't in the original and it looks like it just increased it by like seven, maybe. <laughs> um, but it, it's something that I'm going to have to obviously watch or play myself completely to give a full review on it. But it just made me yeah. think back to where I was like, man, so much fun with that first game that now seeing it remastered and everything. I never played Dead Space 2 or 3, but 
seeing the first one remastered and redone was just mind-blowing that it brought me back to that time and that it just kept the core gameplay awesome. So, ah, man, I I would ask if you have any thoughts. Do you have any thoughts on it? I was going to say you haven't played it, so I don't know if you'll have many, but... I know nothing about this game. I looked up some pictures about what it was and what it what it is now. The details are actually insane. Um, and I came over a little hint of a spoiler that makes me say that I think you should buy the game and beat the game once, and then I need you to play a new game plus. Really? And, and there will be something that, that'll, that wasn't there before in the original oh. game everyone's kind of going crazy over it so this is actually this is how you make a remake last of us this is how you do it <laughs> um okay because they added something that wasn't in the original game that actually would have made dead space 2 uh, like dead space 2 was good people gave good reviews but it would have made the hype so much more better if they added that the first time around but they really elevated the dead space franchise just because of this one thing that i cannot tell you about Ah, so get the game, beat the game, do a new game plus, see what what it is. Okay, I will look into that and get some more um information, and and we'll see what we can do as far as that goes. That sounds fun. I I'm probably gonna check into that. But um, as far as like the original, I'm gonna give the original, and this is considering someone who does not like horror games. Um, right. I'm gonna give the original a 8.9 that's pretty high yeah like out of horror games i think it may be one of my favorites yeah definitely so good deal um i think we covered all the topics we wanted on that talked about a good number of games in detail yeah um and for everyone watching the video, uh, like the actual video, not just listening to the podcast, excuse the screen for a second. I got to pull that thing up in front of Javen's face one more time um, because I didn't move it to the side. Yeah. Um, so the thing that I was going to talk about, there's a second thing that I wanted to talk about as well. And I mentioned this, uh, mentioned this to Jabin before we started. And I am... How do I put this? And, and we're moving into comics territory here. So, yeah, so. Um, I, like I said, I mentioned this to Javen. I did not go into detail because I wanted to keep it a little bit of a secret. So, because um, it's something he hasn't read. And I don't have that advantage on him most times. Normally, when it comes to comics, he tells me stuff. And yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> so I saw it and I was like, yo, I, I got to keep, I got to make sure he doesn't see this. But, um. So, again, comics territory, we're moving on to a new subject, but there is a report that just came out from DC Comics, and it says, Titan's new series replaces the Justice League. And, I mean, that, that sounds like kind of a clickbait, almost. Um, but uh, the, I, I'm, I'm going to read it off of here, and it's off of CBR.com, comicbookreader.com. Really reliable source. Um, if we can, maybe we can put the link in the description of the podcast video, just in case you guys want to uh, look at the link yourself. But Definitely. 
I'm going to read it out, and this is quoting CBR word for word. But it says, The Titans are replacing the Justice League as the premier superhero team of the DC Universe in a new series releasing this March. DC announced that a new series simply titled Titans picks up after the events of Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths and Nightwing number 100. Tom Taylor, also the writer of Nightwing, will write the series while Nicola Scott uh, wrote Wonder Woman and stuff like that, illustrates. Uh, Scott's cover art and a variant for Titans number one by, and then it names off, uh, Simone, I'm, I'm not going to try and pronounce that because I'm going to butcher it, um, but they did like Batman, Superman, World's Finest, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Reveals that the series will star the classic Teen Titans lineup of Nightwing, Cyborg, Starfire, Raven, The Flash, Donna Troy, and Beast Boy. And I'm guessing that means Wally West um, as kind of a younger guy. It says, um, the Dark Crisis is over. This is a description of the comic. The Dark Crisis is over and the Justice League is no more. DC's description of the new series reads, Now a new team has to rise and protect the Earth. Titans. The time has come for the Teen Titans to grow up. Each member uh, as... Each member joined as a much younger hero, certain that one day they'd be invited to join the Justice League. Now they're not jo- just joining the League, they're replacing it. Are the no longer teen heroes ready for the big leagues? Danger lurks around every corner as superheroes and supervillains alike challenge the new team before they've even begun. Um, and then a little side um, description beside that. It says, or right under that, it says, the Titans' ascension from a side team working in tandem with the Justice League to complete a complete Justice League replacement marks the group's biggest evolution since Marv Wolfman and Greg Perez's work on the new Teen Titans. Still considered the ultimate Titans run, Wolfman and Perez's book reinvents the classic sidekick crew for a new era. Served as one of DC's top sellers in the 80s, and frequently drew comparisons with Marvel's X-Men in terms of importance and popularity. Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths set the scene for Titans to return to prominence by having the Justice League disband after a near-death experience at the hands of Pariah and his Dark Army. Nightwing number one continued these story threads with feature, uh, f- these story threads and featured Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman personally approaching Dick Grayson asking him to take the lead in elevating the Titans to their new role. The issue ended with Nightwing and his teammates overseeing the constructions of a Titans tower in Bloodhaven. The Titans rise to the top of DC ranks as one of the main pillars of Dawn of DC, DC's newest story arcs initiative, which kicks off this year. Um, The first issue of Titans hits comic book stores on May 16th. All right, well, here's, here's the thing. I'm trying to collect the Dark Crisis comic book right now. Did I just spoil it? Part just no no, you didn't you didn't spoil you spoiled a part of it, but not like big enough to maybe go what? But this is where I'm at right now cuz I didn't collect all 7 yet. I'm still on number 1, but they actually made the new Justice League in this in this first comic to where it's Superboy. Um I think Harley Quinn is in it. Looks like and... Kara. Kara, and then uh, I think a couple of villains are in there, uh, Killer Frost, and um, 
Damien. Mm-hmm. Damien Wayne is in it and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that's, that's crazy thinking about because once you said Dark Crisis, I was like, wait, I think I have that comic book. And I do. I was like, wow, it's right here. I am so, so sorry. No, no, don't be sorry, because now, but now it's cool that I actually have, I have a, because my thing is that a lot of my comic books are all over the place, and they're not, like, really connected, so I finally have another comic book series that's actually having a continuation, which is the Dark Crisis series, and now I can actually know what happens after, so no, I'm definitely going to grab that comic in, in what was it, in March? Uh, I think it said the first comic itself, let me see, hold on. Um, premiere, da, 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 da. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. It says it premieres in March, but the comic book doesn't release until May. Okay, so so I have to I have to wait till May. But the what's crazy about this comic series is that it has a whole bunch of. I'll show you the back. It has the whole bunch of heroes on the bottom that we know, and most of the villains that we know up here, including uh, Dark Side. Oh wow! So and that's so Pariah right in the middle. Yeah, and then that's Pariah. So now it's like a really big, like, whoa, yeah, uh, type type of type of comic series. That's why I grabbed this. I was like, yes, I need number one, and I want to continue this because even the heroes in the front, in the background, they all look old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then we got the we got the new Justice League down here. So, oh. so now I need to see what happens and see why the Titans are the new Justice League. Because in my mind, I already have my new Justice League. So now I need to see like who. <laughs> who dies or retires or whatever because this is kind of this is kind of insane yeah and i mean if i were to you know make a make a, a comment on that it's i the titans have been one of my favorite um themes for a while as far as comics go because i mean i grew up on the teen titan show not teen titans go oh oh <laughs> No, no, no! I am defending Teen Titans Go. I uh, love go. that show. I no, I'm not gonna talk about it. But oh my god, I love that show. Leave it alone. Continue. I'm gonna make a little side note, and then I'm moving on. No, you're done. They ruined the seriousness of Titans. Okay. Anyway, they're not supposed to be the OG Teen Titans. They even had a multiversal thing to where they met them, but that's the whole thing. They just did that for fun, just to be stupid and connect with kids or whatever. And it connects mostly with adults, if I'm being honest. And it's freaking <laughs> awesome. I love it. I Teen Titans Go, I'm with it. I'm okay. I'm, I'm all in. Like, I even right. love Teen Titans Go to the movies. That's one of the funniest movies of all time. You know what? We're going to watch it together. I'm going to force you to oh, watch boy. it. Oh, boy. That's all like right. funny stuff. I promise you'll be like, oh, you'll love it. Okay. I'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch it. I, uh, moving on um uh, <laughs> uh anyway original og teen titans you know uh you know who they're called yeah. teen titans oh my gosh great theme song by the way um yeah. but uh sorry for butchering it anyway um but the original oh my gosh it went from like silly funny oh my gosh cyborg is, and beast boy are looking for a sandwich like it went from that, and then as the series went on, it was like, oh, now Red X is in it. Now Deathstroke is a really, really bad guy. And now Terra's in it. And that whole deal. So growing up on that Teen Titans made me love Dick Grayson's Robin. And Beast Boy is a like a second favorite character of mine as far as like younger heroes go. Um the Flash 
Flash is kind of obvious. I mean, he's always been one of my favorites. But um, as far as the rest of them go, I mean, Nightwing is now my favorite, tied with the Flash, favorite DC character. And so the fact that the older Titans now are taking over almost gives me a little bit of a nostalgia trip, but not so much a nostalgia trip as my baby is growing up. And (laughs) so knowing they're taking over kind of gives me that like, oh, I'm so happy. And, um, you know, just on a side note, I'm, we're we're not going to talk too much about the Titans series. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. The suits are awesome. They had some decent plot points. But I got to about I got to about the beginning of season three and I was like, I can't. I can't. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I still haven't gone through season one, bro. Yeah, that's fair. Well they're they're right, ending. So I mean yeah. overall though, I'm super excited to see what they do with the Titans because it feels like my childhood growing up. Yeah, definitely. Any, yeah, uh, the, I, I feel like the Titans, the the Titans in the comic books are going to be really, really cool. I can't, I can't wait to see what they do. I can't, see, I can't wait to see what they look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, That's I'm. Thing. I can't wait to see what they look like. I'm excited to see what like a grown up Titans team is going to look like. Like uh, you know, new suits and and the and the um the article said they're going up against superheroes and super villains that are going to try and stop them before they're even banded Let's together. Let's do it. Like I'm. Just like wondering what kind of superheroes are gonna go up against the Titans. Like right. you gotta have some cojones to go up against Titans. Facts. Um jeez. Oh, uh, I'm I'm pumped up about it. And I know this was a bit of a shorter segment, but that's something I wanted to mention just because I know we're both fans of that. So Yeah. Yeah, one one thing one thing that I always love seeing when it comes to anything that deals with Titans is mostly just how Robin or Nightwing um deals with trying to lead the Titans cuz every single adaptation of Titans they're they're trying to do the same thing but they're so different like for for the original t- Teen Titans show that we grew up with you could really tell that he had a hold on everything and and it was really cool seeing them like work as a team like constantly and him still trying to like make sure that they're okay because even like cyborg was having some problems and he fell in love with with uh with the girl from the hive and it, mm-hmm. it was just cool seeing how he dealt with inner uh interpersonal relationships with the team and like for teen times go like i know you don't like it but but hear me out <laughs> And what I like about that Robin is that he has to deal with, like, more on the funny side, he has no power, so what good is he as being a leader, but he still is able to lead the Teen Titans, and, and but they still, like, constantly uh, pick on him just because he, he has small hands, he can't, you know, <laughs> shoot blasters out of his arms or anything like that, or he can't, like, randomly disappear. But he's still one of the biggest members of the Titans. It's just, it's just so funny seeing that dynamic. And then, all, and then obviously seeing in the, uh, in the more animated movies of Titans, I love seeing Nightwing just get down. Like, the mm-hmm. way he just knows exactly what to do, and he says, do it, and everybody's, no question, hit it. Like, how mature they went. Even when they had to fight the Justice League, oh my god. Oh, I remember that, that one. Was, 
good. Oh my god, when they were all possessed and whatever, mm-hmm. that that was amazing. So, so yeah, I like seeing the different you know adaptations that they use for mostly just for Dick Grayson's character and see you know see their different uh, team dynamics. So I can't wait to to read about this one. This, this is going to be really fun. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited, super pumped up about it. So good deal. Um, well, I think that was all we had planned to talk about. I mean, we did go a good bit longer than we did on the last one. Um, yeah, this is this is way longer. Actually, but before before we end it though, I do want to say this one thing. Um, I pulled up I pulled up our our podcast records, and I wanted just uh, wanted to name a few places that our broadcast was uh, playing and downloaded from, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because because this was pretty crazy. So we have uh, obviously we have Ukaiba. We 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 know we know people in Ukaiba. We have San Diego. We got Evans. Uh, it's a I guess that's a sort of a city in uh, in the states. And then we got Italy. Wow. And then we got Ashburn in America. We got Norco. We got San Francisco. We got San Jose. We got the Philippines. We got Switzerland. We got Singapore. We got Belgium. And last but not least, we got Germany. Wow. So we have, but in total, we have about 25 listeners and I believe like half of that they downloaded this podcast on on their devices so that is crazy yeah so thank you to all you guys that are listening and watching and all that good stuff because that that's really cool seeing all those analytics that's really cool absolutely I mean I, I was gonna say if you're from any of those places put it down below but obviously you don't have to be like hey I'm from that place because we're revealing right. your location on YouTube and stuff like that <laughs> anyway right, right, right but and and I mean that doesn't even include our YouTube viewers but yeah um, that doesn't include our YouTube viewers because I can't look at the a lot of analytics on there but that's just based off just straight off our, uh, our actual podcast just the audio yeah yeah so Anyone who is watching this on YouTube or any of the people from the places that, um, you know, he listed off, we are so thankful for you even watching our first podcast that you would take the time to not just listen, but some of you download it. But, um, you know, we'd love to hear your guys' feedback. Um, Our YouTube channel is the same name as our podcast. So if you guys want to leave us a comment or anything or anything like that we would love to hear from you um oh i again just super thankful yeah definitely and yeah keep keep letting people know about us because the more the more subscribers or uh views we have the more will show up when you put in cross-country comments because then if if enough people you know search it up or subscribe whatever the algorithm will bump that to be you know the first thing you see because sometimes they do like cross-country something but it's not cross-country <laughs> comments so yeah just make it a little easier so you can search for it (laughs) yeah so you know let your friends know if they're nerds and stuff like that and i mean that the nicest way because i mean we're nerds but um yeah so uh yeah super thankful for you guys and we can't wait to see what the future holds with more topics and more interaction with you guys so uh again thank you guys so much for watching uh any final words shaving Uh, No, that's pretty much it. Just again, thank you guys for listening and watching. We appreciate it. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for watching. And we are going to talk about what we're going to do in the next episode. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for watching.
and we will see you guys next time. See you later. <laughs>